0: Okay, everybody, welcome back to the third week of this year. We're just getting started. Welcome. Uh, If you'd like, we have a copy today. Uh, So I wanted to recap a little bit from last week and uh, then jump in today and move a little bit further. We're going to have to end a little bit early today, a tad early. And uh, so for a quick recap and then to talk about what we're going to discuss this week and what Rabbi Nachman's essentially going to say. So last week, we touched on two or three points. There's essentially two main points, three main points. One point was, through learning Torah, a person connects to what's called the Seichel HaBuch the intelligence behind life, uh, that it seems that Hashem has this universal intelligence, this universal mind, Hashem's universal mind, Kulam Bechach Masisa, that there's a hidden wisdom that permeates creation, that no matter where a person is, they can connect to that. And they, uh, through learning Torah, a person connects to that, and that elevates a person. Therefore, just recapping last week, therefore, a person who learns Torah, it puts chen on top of them. They get this extra importance, this grace. And the second part of what we talked about is the battle of Yaakov and Esav is the battle of understanding or not whether there's a universal intelligence that not only there's a universal, universal intelligence, but a sends us thoughts. And Hashem sends us insights in order to make it through life. This was Yaakov. Quick recap. Yaakov was... I was tricked twice. I was outsmarted, Evesau says. The Targum was... I was outsmarted. So you see Yaakov, his name itself means wisdom, outsmart, insight. And Yaakov followed his insights as well in order to make it through life. And we see that Yaakov was the Bechor. And Asof, who was Biza Esa Bechorah, Esau who denigrated the Bechor, that means that was a uh, did not believe or hold of this universal intelligence, mm-hmm. understand that not only Hashem is found in the creation, but we're also part of Hashem's greater intelligence. So in this part that we're going to learn tonight, it's going to bridge the gap. Because on one hand, we said learning Torah connects you to the Seychah B'chol and that gives your words an extra chain, a chachmas and nister, an extra importance. And then we went on to develop uh, this idea of Yaakov versus Esav, <coughs> intelligence versus no intelligence. Now, what exactly is the gap? We started to bridge it last week about how the Torah is really the Seychah B'chol but in this week, uh, it's going to get more clear. And this is stylistically, this is how Sefer L'Qudimah Maharan works that he'll take an idea that he starts with in the first paragraph or the first few sentences, and then he'll have a field day with it, go all around the entire Chazal, Gemara, Shas, Poskim, whatever it is, Zohar, Ari, and then he weaves everything together. As we're seeing, he weaves the psukim together in order to create a larger perception, a larger Mochan, a larger Hasaga, a larger idea. And I should just say, on a personal level, we've been learning this. It's really, it's really been affecting me. And I've been like thinking about this like so much. It's really been like taking over my mind, which I'm very happy about. And uh, those are like the sunglasses that we said that when you start learning it, it takes over. You start seeing it in other areas, uh, other areas of your life. So this week we're going to see how the uh, this week we're going to see how Yaakov and Esav correspond to the Yitzharah and the Yetzir Tov, and Rabbi Nachman is going to show that this misunderstanding of whether there's a Seichel Pahodavah or us being a part of Hashem's wisdom or not, or us taking into account Hashem's wisdom or not, is the difference between the Yetzir Hara and the Yetzir Tov, and what he's going to call the Malchus de Kedusha or the Malchus de Sitra the Holy Kingship versus the distorted kingship. And this is all going to become clear uh, as we go. Everything becomes clear as we go. Uh, again, another important point to make. And uh, like we were saying last week, that Yaakov is the rishis, is the b'chor, is the sechul b'chol is the ches, the chias behind life, the shemesh, and that's the malchus, the kedusha. We said the letter ches is the chias, the sun, the life, the vitality, right? And nun we said is like the moon, makes yourself like a nothing, right? That's the Mida of malchus. So this is all going to become clear as we speak this out. Now, to introduce this next paragraph, I wanted to read from a Sefer. This is a commentary on Lakutim Aran called parparis Lechachma. parparis Lechachma was written by someone called the Chirina Rov, of Rav Nachman Macherin M'cher, or Charin, I don't know how you pronounce it exactly. He was a student of Rav who was Rav Nachman's main student. He was a student of Rav Nassin. So he's already, I guess, third generation. You call it second generation, I don't know. And uh, he wrote a tremendous amount. His life story is very interesting. He was actually the son of someone, Rabbi Aaron Mibreslov. Rabbi Aaron Mibreslov was the Rav in the town of Breslov, where Rabbi Nachman lived, and he wanted Rabbi Aaron to actually be the Rav. means in every town they had a Rav, a posik. And he wanted Rabbi Aaron to be the Rav, and Rabbi Aaron was one of two people that Rabbi Nachman chose in order to reveal his great, amazing promise about saying the Tikkan So he was a... Rabbi Nachman Churin was a grandson of Rabbi Aaron. He was a Talmud of Parenthetically, he wrote a bunch of different Svarim. Uh, one, one Sefer that he wrote is a really awesome Sefer. It's called Zimra Sa'aretz. Zimra Sa'aretz is how every Torah in Lukut Maharan ties to Eretz Yisrael. It's <laughs> pretty cool. They actually, someone recently wrote, not so recently, but someone who lives nowadays, wrote a Sefer how every Torah in Lukut Maharan corresponds to Pesach, and how every Torah corresponds another separate Sefer called How Every Torah Corresponds to Purim. And then he wrote another, I mean, the big, thick Svarim. I have them in my house, Siyah and Siyah, right? And another one he wrote on Siyah Saran, which is a different sefer from Rabbi Nachman, uh, about how every Torah, again, corresponds to Purim. As we're seeing that, it's like a kaleidoscope, you know? It connects to all the different areas It's very broad. Okay, so we'll just jump right into the piece. Uh, I'm going to read from the runner over here. And then it's, I want to introduce it. And once, once we go through this and explain a little bit, the, the next paragraph, starting from is going to become much clearer. So uh, I'm just going to read over here. And then there was just a few lines on the previous page I didn't print out. Okay? Uh, and this is quoting from Lakutim Aran. But a person who doesn't connect himself to the wisdom and intelligence and the life force that's found in everything. Uh, this is like Esav, who was Biza He didn't want this intelligence. This is the aspect of a person, a fool, doesn't want understanding. Malchus Harsha. And this is the evil (laughs) Malchus, Bechinus Levana de Sitchar Achra, the dark side of the moon, right? The evil side of the moon. Uh, Like it says that the uh, moon will be illuminated and the the sun will be embarrassed. Okay, now we're picking up from the Parperus Lechafma. And I think this is going to be a good runner to, again, explain the piece. Uh, (laughs) Rotsalomar, what does this mean? Okay? just like there is in holiness in Kedusha there is an aspect of the sun and the moon so too everything is equal and opposite counterparts so so too in the world of Tumah in the world of Sitra Achra literally translated as the other side there's also a sun and a moon okay there's a sun and a moon of holiness and there's a sun and a moon of Sitra Achra of not holiness Because there is, in the evil side, the other side, uh, there is the son of the Sitra acher. This is the wisdom of secular studies. And again, we need to clarify what that means, what did Rabbi Nachman mean, but we're going here with just secular wisdoms, and we're going to see what more he meant by that. He's explaining what is the uh, side of Sitra Achra in the Ches and the Nun, right? So the sun is the Ches of Sitra Achra, of the other side, is the Chachmas Chitsonius, what he's calling. And the Nun, the Moon, is that a person, they use their wisdom in order to go after their desires, Right? But O and do whatever their heart tells them. Because even according to their low minds and their distorted mentality and perception, it's not correct what they're doing. Like a person senses. That because in order to justify and satisfy their desires, they're able to throw away all their intellect. Kumo kei u kumo shechamu levavana de kedusha machziken zeh lezeh and just like the chama, the sun and the moon of holiness, they strengthen each other. Ki al yidei levavana bechinas malchus bechinas simtsum haseicho zochel lekabu moor haseicho vaal yidezeh nasa or halavana kaorachama. That through the simtsumim that a person constricts their minds and puts aside their own agendas, their own intellect, their own personal wisdom. Through that, they allow the flow of Hashem's chachme ilah, Hashem's light, and Hashem's wisdom to shine through them. So then, when you make yourself like the nun, when you come with that humility of not filling up everything with your own mind, and you allow Hashem's mind, so to speak, to come through you, so now you're the moon radiating the sun. Right? And I'm going to talk this out once I read through this. Because it's an inside shear, so I want to read everything inside, right? Kumo kain b'chamulavonu <laughs> the sitra acher the so too is with the moon, uh, the sun, and the moon on the opposite side. She al yidei she misalik sichlo v'nimshach acher tzichchonius l'ibo through a person removing their mind and following just their heart's desires. Al yidei zei mischazik b'yoser makfirus <laughs> v'chokhmas chitzoniyashelo through this a person they strengthen and justify their false. Uh, Perceptions and their false attitudes towards life, and just walk in their own in their own wisdom. And because of this, they actually strengthens their conviction to continue sinning and in their wrong path. And this is what happens to a person. So let's explain what we just said, and then we'll jump into the Quran, and hopefully this will again shed light on everything. So the question at hand is. Right, so you see, there's everything Zelu Mazad, there's equal and opposite counterparts, and just like there's an idea of the Chachma the sun and the moon in the side of Kedusha, that a person humbles themselves and lets the flow of light, of Hashem's light in, that they're mitzalik, their mind, they have Tsimtsum in their mind, they say, you know what, I can't figure everything out, I'm going to let Hashem send me insights. I'm going to follow Hashem's wisdom and look for my insights that Hashem is sending me in order to guide me through life, moment by moment. So that's called the tzimtzum hamoach. That's called the constriction of the mind. Because it takes a person to be able to be mitzalik, their das, to remove their their own ideas, to let in the light of Hashem. So when you let in the light of Hashem by removing your own ideas, having a symptom of the mind, a constriction of your mind, so then that allows for the sun, Hashem, light to pour in you. And now you become like the moon. Like we said, the aspect of the moon is the Lays clume. They have no light of their own. Right? But on the other side, it's clear, everyone, so far, right? But on the other side, what do you have? You have a person who uses his own mind, doesn't constrict his mind, right? Everything stops, starts, and ends in my mind. There's no universal intelligence. There's no seichabuchodavar, right? So they use their, your own mind to justify your own actions because it started in your mind. So you're using your own smarts and chachma to justify everything that you do, right? So like we all know people, right? It's the difference between humility and gaiva or another way to say it's someone who's really, really stubborn, and refuses to... You know, you can have stubborn the Kedusha also, is the Kedusha, but let's say stubborn in a negative sense, that a person, they're using their own mind just to justify their heart's desires. Right? So you're using your own mind to justify your heart's desires. That's called the Malchus de Sitra Akhra. The kingship, the impure kingship, or the kingship from the other side. Why? Because the Machas de Kedusha, what's Machas de Kedusha? means you put aside your own mind to let Hashem's light flow into your heart, right, and illuminate you. As we said, the the Bechol D'Avar is meyer Lo Bechol D'Rachov. It illuminates your path in every way that you go. So if, you're, if Hashem's light is the Ches and you're the Nun, that you have no light of your own, so now you're allowing Hashem's, you're the Moon, you're a direct reflection of Hashem's light now. Right, but if you're the malchus de sitra achra, right? The malchus the sitra achra means that you're full of yourself, basically, right? And everything you think it absolutely must be true, and you're totally stubborn in your ways, and you're just using your mind in order to justify the different things that you want to do in life. So it's it's that's called the malchus de sitra achra. Why? Because the the moon, so to speak, is reflecting your own mind, not Hashem's mind. Right, so your heart is reflecting your mind, but you're not opening yourself <coughs> up to the greater seichel Clear, good, right? It's complicated. It's it's complicated stuff, I mean, but is that okay. Is, would you say that it's rationalized when he tries to put everything in his what he wants to do? Sure. Like a person, I was thinking about this, like. A person could make a mistake. We all make mistakes in life, right? Everyone makes mistakes in life. But the question is, right? When you make a mistake, are you uh, do you say, well, if I did it, it must be, it has to be that way? You justify, you rationalize your own ways, right? Or is it a person has humility, right? That's what I would call the machlis, the sitra you know? Or does a person have humility and they let Hashem's light in and they say, you know what? Just because I was thinking it and just because I saw that's how it is at that moment doesn't mean I was accurate doesn't mean I was right. So you see that a person is masalic, their own das, they, that's called the tzimtzon ha'seichel. They're able to constrict their own wisdom and they, they second-guess themselves in a healthy way, right? And to say, just because I thought it and just because I did it doesn't make it right. As opposed to working in reverse, the malchus, the sitra ach, the dark side of the moon, right? <laughs> that you're just justifying everything that you do. And this is what Rabbi Nachman is now going to explain the difference between the Yei and the Yei Tob. right? And simultaneously, he's going to a, uh, he's going to show, bridge the connection, what does Torah have to do with this equation, right? Because we started with that the Torah is the, uh, a person who learns Torah, they get more chen, they get more grace, and their words become more important. So now let's, uh, read L'Qutim uh, Oh, one last point on this point that it seems, uh, based on some Arib uh, Nussan and uh, what a uh, just the different Perushim that I saw on around and it's going to come out also of what we're saying now, that even if, you know, people were asking me last month, how do you know what thoughts are from Hashem? How do you know what thoughts aren't from Hashem? Sometimes our minds are filled with all different things. And it seems that even just knowing that there's a Seich of a even just, that's what, it, the Reb Nassim calls that a Muna and we're going to see that. That even just knowing the fact that there is something, the possibility for Hashem to send you insights, even just knowing that we're a part of Hashem's intelligence, just having that Muna itself is helpful to a person. So you might not know always what thoughts are from Hashem, and what thoughts aren't from Hashem, and sometimes it could be a slippery slope, right? Like we were... Some people came over and we were discussing afterwards. But even just the fact that you know there's something called the seichu bucho the world doesn't start, stop, and end in your mind, having that amuna, that kulam buchoch that Hashem's intelligence permeates the entire creation, that itself is helpful. Just there's something about that understanding uh, is helpful. Uh, I think one of the reasons why that's helpful uh, yeah is that because when you see yourself as separate from Hashem, things become harder, right? But when you see yourself as a part of Hashem, as a part of the world, not separate from the world, when you see, Hashem as, when you see yourself as part of Hashem's wisdom, not separate from Hashem's wisdom, so then it becomes, uh, you have a more gentler experience of life. So for me, let's say, I used to think, well, I need to do something to come close to Hashem, and we do need to do mitzvahs and learn Torah, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I used to think, well, Hashem is there, And I got to do something to get from here over there. Because I got to get close to Hashem. Or if I'm having difficulties in life, I need to figure this out on my own. Right? But just knowing that you're part of Hashem's intelligence, knowing that we're incorporated in it, we're not separate from it, we're part of the Seichu B'chol D'Avar, and that wisdom flows through us, so it splits your... It makes it a non-dual experience of life. Right? It becomes... Your experience of life becomes a singular experience as opposed to splitting your experience into duality of well there's me and then there's Hashem so when you think there's me and then there's Hashem so you're really splitting your experience of life and Avotis Hashem and serving Hashem in life becomes difficult because there's so many things you need to do in order to come close to Hashem or be good in order to access that wisdom but once you start seeing yourself as part of the Seychah Bochol D'Avar as what we're learning about over here as a part of that intelligence so then life becomes much more graceful the word chen right what life becomes much more easier because you start understanding there's no place you need to go in order to become close to hashem because the se- i'm a part of the seiko right and this is what rabbi nassen says this is what's called the makasher the khitzoni with the panimi, that you're connecting the externalities with the internalities that when you see yourself <laughs> as part of the creation itself so now everything outside it you become one so to speak With Hashem, and the outside world and the inside world, there's a point of intersection where they meet, exactly. So you no longer see yourself as separate from creation, but you see yourself as part of creation. So uh, I'll give you an example, another example of this, and then we'll move on to read in L'Qudim HaRan, right? That for years, I always made, I had this misunderstanding that we're going to talk about, that we're talking about, that there's something you need to do to get close to Hashem. So what did I do? I spent a lot of time learning and learning and learning, which is a good thing. I like learning, right? <laughs> hey, uh, but if, if you're, you know, when you're trying to do it in such a way that there's, I'm at point A and I need to get to point B because Hashem is outside of me, right? So it becomes difficult. So you're going to learn and learn and learn and you're not going to feel come close to Hashem. Well, even though it's a good thing, you should learn and learn and learn, right? But you're going to, you're going to say, well, I'm over here and Hashem's over there. I need to do X, Y, and Z in order to go close to Hashem. Because essentially, you don't see the Seychah B'vodavar. You see yourself as separate from the world. You see yourself like Esav, so to speak. Esav had this misunderstanding. That's why he's B'zessah There's no intelligence. We're not... It, Hashem's wisdom doesn't flow through me but when you see that Hashem's wisdom is flowing through you you no longer see yourself as separate from the world you see yourself as part of the world you start being makasha the, the chitzoni with the panimi because there's the point of convergence where it's all one that, okay, now we're going to uh, jump in it's okay, right now we're going to this is great, this is awesome Because it's so different than the the way we're used to looking at life. You know, it's so, it's totally different. You know, like Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly everywhere except here. In your mind? Not in your mind? In your thoughts? Not, what, no. Hashem is everywhere, even in here. Sending you thoughts, insights, perceptions, attitudes, in order to guide you through life. But when you make that split, Hashem's not in my emotional state. Wait a minute, but there's a seich of over we're part of the Sechel Beholdover. We're part of Hashem's mind, so to speak. Right? So once you stop making that split between the, ex, the internal and the external, right, that Hashem is out there, right, Hashem is so vague, He surrounds all of us, he's male, He fills all the world, which means us. Right? Obviously we're not Hashem, so you have to be careful. But we're part of Hashem's wisdom. I think
1: makes like, is a little bit bold from the Hasidic folk. that's I mean Hasidic folk, I mean Mabavich and him that's their kind of understanding
0: of everything is God essentially everything is, God's everything essentially, is God
1: essentially yeah. yeah that there's that's, an, that's what
0: he's really arguing so yeah so you know it, at a certain point it becomes semantics you know like you, everything is God Hashem's wisdom isn't everything but it's not a Hashem like it it becomes like a, a game of fine words a little bit you know but the idea the concept that he's saying for sure Right, the concept they he's saying for sure is that we're part of Hashem's wisdom, right? That Hashem's there's a there's there's this uh, divine mind or this universal intelligence, Hashem's wisdom, Kulam Bechach masisa, that permeates the creation. So you whether you want to say it like this or like that, it becomes a little bit.
1: Yeah, yes and no, you know. Yeah, yes and no. Yeah. yeah. You're saying it, yes. it is semantically okay, the sometimes there is a difference because uh, theoretically, even bechinas uh, you know, Russia. Even when some you don't see the seichas bechal davar, yeah. that too is God. Meaning, that's the extra step that I think are Nachman saying that, that kind of like that's the that's that's the amazing piece. Like that too, you know.
0: That too is from yeah, Hashem, of yeah. course. A hundred. Uh, uh, he's he's definitely saying that also, a hundred percent. I was uh, parenthetically, I was thinking about what what to learn after this. I mean, we're still going to have time on this piece over here, but you know, like Ia, like yeah, I'm sure you've learned Ia yeah. that Rabbi Nachman says that. Uh, that even, this is really a detour, but he says that even the Bate of Odazara, the lowliest, filthiest places, are actually sustained with the highest level of Kedusha. The most potent point of Kedusha is, uh, I like to call it, it's like subterfuge, or it's incognito, so to speak, because certainly something couldn't exist if it didn't have an elokus in it, right? <laughs> yeah. And they, uh, we're, we're definitely going to get to all this stuff, and it's very exciting. Yeah, one, go, go for it. 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 <laughs> go I, for
1: that's it. also in the beginning, when, when he starts on the third line, Word this sala it means it's always there. It just becomes greater. Our job. Beautiful. It's, it's a diuk in the word. It's not like you're creating. it. No, it's there. You're just bringing it out. That's the whole idea. It's always. It's, it's always there. Kind it of That's that idea. That's always there. Beautiful. Yeah. The I like that. Yeah.
0: Great diuk. Okay. We're gonna. We're well. Okay. Now inside the Aran, and hopefully with that introduction to this piece over here, the next paragraph will come clear, yeah. and they. Uh, and again, we, ha- we have to end a little early tonight, but we'll, uh, uh, we're, we're going to do this. And this, all that we've been saying, is the aspect of the Yetzer Tov and the misken Hara. The Yetzir uh, Tov is called the impoverished wise person, right? just to point that right? Bechinas malchus, shehi bechinas, ania de leis megar Klum, ki ima shemekabeles malchachma. Right? And this is the aspect of the moon, and this is the aspect of poverty, that it has no light of its own, ki ima malchachma, that the, the moon, the kingship, only has what it receives from chachma. So again, this is what we've been saying the whole time. Uh, what's the drush over here, that, it's, that a, uh, the yitzir tov is called the miskin v'chachma. Like you say in Hebrew, like a miskane, he's so miskane, you know, the impoverished person and wise. Because when you feel impoverished, when you feel like you have no light of your own, then you become wise, right? Uh, and that's the aspect of the Munda Kedusha, like we were just explaining. Uh, the Yetzir Nikra, Melech, Zakin, Uxil. And the Yetzir is called the Old uh, Foolish King. beginus Malchus, the Sitra Achra. Right, And this old foolish king is the Malchus, the Sitra Achor. Why? As we've been explaining, that he plugs up everything uh, with his mind. He denies the fact that there's this Seicha B'choldover, that there's this intelligence in everything. Like it says that the uh, fool, he doesn't want insight, he doesn't want wisdom. So again, you see what we've been saying the whole time over here is that the person who uses their own minds in order to justify their uh, desires of their heart, that's called the distorted kingship, the malchus Sitra achra, that they're, just using, they're not allowing Hashem's wisdom to flow through them. They're only plugging up the Hashem's wisdom with their own wisdom, which is, the, which is the, a distortion, or what we were calling the malchus de achra, the distortion of proper ruling. Uh, okay, now he switches gears over here, and he's going to be talking about uh, the connection that we started with about how learning Torah applies to this. This is al de That every single person needs to put effort into uh, the malchus de kedusha, which what we said was their yetzer tov, right? The yetzer tov wants you to let in Hashem's light. With al de sitra to strengthen it and overpower the evil kingdom, U'kumosha like Chazal say in the Gemara and Brachos, that a person should always incite his Yetzer Tov over his Yetzer Hara. So you see that a person needs to actively, proactively, go ahead and strengthen his Yetzer Tov by a uh, by understanding. He's he's going to say that this is going to happen through learning Torah, right? But what he's saying over here is that a person needs to proactively strengthen their Yetzir uh, Tob. and that's what's called giving strength to the Malchus de Kedusha, because like we said, the Malchus de Kedusha is when a person lets in, puts their own mind aside, and lets Hashem's light shine through them. Ve'al yideh, uh, ve'al al ko'ach the Malchus de Kedusha, and how do you give strength to the proper kingdom? Al yideh haTorah. Through learning Torah, that a person learns Torah with strength. There's a debate amongst what these words mean. That a person learns Torah with strength. It could be when a person learns Torah in difficult times, right? Or it could be that a person just they put their energy into learning, strength. and learn. Right? You put your you learn Torah with chias, uh, right? Like Chazal say that. A uh, uh, that a person needs to go ahead and strengthen uh, incite their Yetzir Tov over the Yetzirah and uh, if they're unable to what should they do? They should learn Torah. Right? Like Chazal say in Kedushin that if you uh, bump into a Manovo, a lowly person base you bring him to the base Medrash. Right? So you have to rule over your by strengthening the Malchus de Kedusha, that a person learns Torah, so then it elevates the entire process. Ki Torah de Kedusha, that through learning Torah, they strengthen this Malchus de Kedusha, this holy kingdom, like we've been saying. V'azai <speaking in Hebrew> now here he connects it again with the Nun and the Ches. Ba'azai <speaking in> ha <Hebrew> and this, then, he receives this Malchus, which is like, uh, the Nun, right? He makes himself like a nothing. And he receives this life from Hashem's ches, Like we've been saying, is the Chias, is the ches, the life force, the Seychah B'chog Nun. And then it joins together the Chess and the Nun. So this is what we started with now. So now you see the Chess and the Nun, the Khain uh, that is coming together. Venasa Or, and then the light of the moon becomes a reflection of the light of the sun. When one goes up, the other goes down. This is reference to the Malchus, the we Sitra Achra, that we started explaining. Malchus And then all of a sudden the Malchus Hersha, this evil kingdom just gets vanquished. Kumoshakasov kiesharam Darkai Hashem Sadikim Yahubam Upashim Yesh Lubam. Like it says that the ways of Ashem are straight, that Sadiqim they walk in it, Uposhem Yesh Lubam, and the uh, sinners they stumble in it. Hainu. He's going to explain. Through the ways of Hashem, which is the Torah. Through the Sadiqim that led Hashem's light in, that joined together the Ches and the Nun. They receive extra strength through this. Why? Because they're not tapping into their own wisdom. They're tapping into Hashem's wisdom that's flowing through them. And what does it mean that the sinners will stumble in it? This is the evil kingship, the distorted kingship, that the Yetzir gets crushed through learning Torah. So now we finally see that when a person learns Torah, they're connecting to the Seich HaBucho Davar, like we started with. This intelligence, it pushes aside the Yetzir right? And now, what we started with, that through learning Torah, it gives a person chayn. It gives a person this extra grace, right? We still didn't get to uh, how that affects your speech, right? He's going to speak that name because he says, through the having chen, now your words can now be accepted in front of anyone else that you want. And uh, we're going to end with this, everyone. Everyone shall have a freilich The ches and the nun are joined together, uh, accessing the seich buchol davar, and gachavus. <laughs> Okay, everybody, I wanted to give the Parsha connection and how this connects to Hanukkah. We had to end early in the shul because there was someone speaking after, so I just wanted to record this, everyone. So in this week's Parsha, what does it talk about Yosef HaTzadik? It says that Yosef, he was thrown into a pit, talk about sibling rivalry, and they wanted to kill him. They left him to die. He was hijacked, kidnapped, and they had no idea what happened to him. He was thrown in jail, and Yosef had a very, very difficult life. But yet, what does the Torah say about him? And this week, Perak Lametes, Pasuk Beiz, Veihi Hashem es Yosef, Veihi Ish sliach, Veihi Bebez Adonav a Mitzri. So finally, things happen. Yosef, he was a successful man, and he ended up in the house of the Mitzri, Potiphar. Veiyira Adonav ke Hashem ito, Vechol osa Osashem Matzliach biado. And his master saw that Yosef uh, was with him. And everything that Yosef did, he was blessed. He was matsliach. Now here's the kicker. Yosef found chayin. This is exactly what we're talking about. That he found favor. He found this grace. He found importance, and therefore he was listened to, and he was put in charge of all the property. Now I ask you this question. You know I deal with trauma. I deal with all sorts of things in my practice, and you know Yosef was traumatized. You could imagine what happened to him, right? But what does the Pasuk say? He was an Ish Matzliach, right? Every Hashem matsliach Be'yado. And then it says again, uh, Yosef was a successful man how's it possible for Yosef to be so successful after all the things that happened to his life but this is exactly what Rabbi Nachman is explaining that we just learned in the beginning the way the Torah started with is that a person who has chin that they connect to the Torah they connect to the seich b'chol davar so then now their words come important they have an extra the v'chashivas an extra grace and importance in front of whoever they are in front of whoever they need. And that's why the Pasuk says over here, Yosef, Yosef was the one who was able to connect to the Seychel and understood that Hashem is everywhere, even in the darkest of places. He was able to come close to Hashem because he understood that there was wisdom in all areas and every situation that he found himself in. So too with us, that no matter what we've been through in our life, no matter what we're struggling with, no matter where we may have been no matter what we may have seen hashem is with us there's a segulah over there's a greater intelligence to be found in that place that we find ourselves and this is how Yosef why he was the Ishmat Sleach, because he was able to find the Seich he was able to find the intelligence that's running through him that allowed him, protected him not to be traumatized it was the inner resilience found in that situation and one last one last connection over here to Hanukkah obviously we have to make the Hanukkah connection, is we say in the Al Hanisim, what do we say? Bimei Yahu Ben Yochran Kohen Uvanov Kisha Malchus Harsha'a The Malchus Harsha'va, the distortion of the kingship, which Yavon represents. Al Amcha Yisrael Lashkicham Torah Secha to make them forget the Torah, right? And this is consistent exactly with what we were saying, that through learning Torah, a person strengthens the the, they connect to the Sechah B'chol and they strengthen the Machos de kedusha. They strengthen the holy kingship. But what did Yavin want? He said, forget about it. Torah Forget about the divine mind. Forget about Hashem's universal intelligence. Forget about the Sechah B'chol You are separate from your life experience, and you're not a part of creation yourself. Therefore, Lashkicham Torah forget about the torah forget about this intelligence and this is why they're called malchus yavan harsha right this is why they're called the the distorted kingship the evil kingship because this is none other than asav who was biza esbahora because instead of letting in the the flow of god to illuminate your heart and to guide you in all your ways the whole attitudes of the yavanum was that whatever we think is good, they brought the Chitzonius, the secular wisdom, to a whole new level. There's one last point over here that I didn't mention, is also that we say in the Alhanisim, what do we say in the al We say, Zedim Biyad oskei Now the classic question over here is, there should be equal opposites, right? Not people who sinned intentionally versus people who learned Torah. It should be, people that not osei retzonecha versus people that were oskei sorasecha. We see again that it was the power of the seichu davar, the power of the Torah, in order to uplift a person. But so therefore, if you're not learning Torah, it's because when you learn Torah, you give strength to the Malchus de Kedusha. While the Zedim, had they learned Torah, they would cease to be that way. So therefore, they're called Zedim because they're not learning the Torah, which gives strength to the Malchus de Kedusha. And had they learned Torah, they would have connected to the Sechah and they would have lifted themselves out of their a uh, their situation and their status in life. So I hope you all enjoy this. Have a Freilich Hanukkah and enjoy connecting to the Sable B'chol and the Gain. Have a good Shabbos.